Today's epistle at Mass is Colossians 3. Put ye on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, the bowels of mercy, kindness, humility, modesty, patience, bearing with one another, and forgiving one another, if any have a complaint against another. Even as the Lord has forgiven you, so you also. But above all these things, have charity, which is the bond of perfection. Let the peace of Christ rejoice in your hearts, wherein also you are called in one body. And be thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly. There's a good one right there. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly. It means you've got to consume your Bible and you've got to consume your catechism. You've got to get sacred scripture, scripture and sacred tradition in you. Consume it. Let the word of Christ dwell in you abundantly in all wisdom, teaching, and admonishing one another in psalms, hymns, and spiritual canticles, singing in grace in your hearts to God. All whatsoever you do, in word or work, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. That last line, that's what your morning offering is all about. All your thoughts, all your words, all your actions, whatever you do in work or word, is placed on the altar. Matter of fact, we give it to Mary for her to place it on the altar. As our hands tend to sully anything they touch, in all our thoughts, our words, and our actions, we unite with the sacrifice of Jesus that's present on the altar of Mass. That's the way that we live out this reading that Paul says here. Whatsoever you do in word or work, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. We can even say through Him. The Mass accomplishes that in a most perfect manner. Today's Gospel is Matthew 13. Another parable Jesus proposed to them, saying, The kingdom of heaven is likened to a man that sowed good seeds in his field. But while men were asleep, his enemy came and oversowed cockle among the wheat and went his way. And when the blade was sprung up and had brought forth fruit, then appeared also the cockle. And the servants of the good man of the house coming said to him, Sir, did you not sow good seed in your field? Whence has it cockle? And he said to them, An enemy has done this. And the servants said to him, Will thou that we go and gather it up? No, he said, Lest perhaps gathering up the cockle, you root up the wheat also together with it. Suffer both to grow until the harvest. And in the time of the harvest, I will say to the reapers, Gather up first the cockle, and bind it into bundles to burn. But the wheat, gather you into my barn. In the whole history of the church, from the beginning, right here, until now, the church is full of wheat, the church is full of cockle. People in a state of grace, people not in a state of grace. 
Truth clingers, error clingers. Back in the days of St. Nicholas and St. Athanasius, it was the Arians. Today, it's the modernists. Always throughout history of church, there's always cockle. There's always wheat. Be wheat. Stay in the state of grace. Get to confession regularly. To Mass every Sunday. Pray the rosary every single day. Meditate on the deposit of faith. Consume your Bible. Consume your catechism. Think on those things often. And you'll be wheat. Catechism of St. Pius X. Very important stuff here. This is the second petition of the Our Father. Just a few questions on it. Second petition of the Our Father. We pray, Thy kingdom come. So the question is, what does that mean? Thy kingdom come. St. Pius says it means three things. He says, first of all, it means the reign of God in us, being in the state of grace. Secondly, the reign of God in the Catholic Church. And thirdly, the reign of God in heaven. We're going to break those down. In regards to God reigning in us, that means we're praying that we live in the state of sanctifying grace. By which God dwells within us as a king in his palace, that he may keep us ever united to himself by the virtues of faith, hope, and charity, through which he reigns over all our intellect, our heart, and our will. And we're praying that we be in the state of grace. And in regards to the church, how does thy kingdom come in the church? He says, regarding the church, we ask that she may be spread and propagated evermore throughout the world for the salvation of mankind. And finally, in the words, thy kingdom come, regarding heaven, what does that mean? The beatific vision. We beg to one day be admitted into that paradise for which we were created and where we shall be perfectly happy. God, I know these petitions to your Father. They'll help you pray well.